And welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Yet another unannounced episode of myself. And of course, he's waiting in the green room at Studio Bartlett, ready to get in here and wiggle his woggle around. All for your viewing pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the hoggle to my Jareth, uh, Mr. Jay Bartlett. Well, good afternoon, everybody in TV land. I'm glad we're doing a radio show again. I call it the radio show. The care. radio show that's heavily yeah. dependent on visuals. Uh, yes, it is the thing that we do. Of course, we've been wildly inconsistent. So that makes everybody feel so good when we decide to actually hold up our end of the bargain, where we actually do these things uh, when we said we we're going to do them regular. And of course, we've just been sidetracked left, right, and center. Jay, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I saw you a little bit this morning and we'll get to your news. You have big news I heard for everybody, but I saw you this morning uh, dropping off a few things at my house and uh, it was mm -hmm. good to see you. Your beard is looking crazy. I wish I could grow that, but there's no shot in hell I'll ever be able to do that. So I get to live through you that way. It's a pure pandemic beard. If it, if it wasn't for what we're dealing with, you know, still and in the early stages of finally emerging out of uh, this wouldn't be here. I'm glad it's it's been a benefit. It's important to look at the silver linings of, you know, our struggles and our strifes over the last year and a half, depending on where you are. Um, yeah, it's oh, man, I'm so excited to talk. There's so much to talk about. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, boys and girls watching at home. It's not for lack of not wanting to be here. Jay and I have, you know, slowly been able to get back on the chatting train of, of everything toys. There's just been so much happening behind the scenes. And yes, we do have lots of big news, uh, but we have lots to talk about as well because there's tons of stuff going on in the toy world as well. I want to give a big shout out to, of course, our good friend, Tater the Toy Guy, who's saying, what's up from Scary Movie? What's up? How's it going? You don't collect toys. In fact, he's, he's back to being a video gamer. He's going to Classic Game Fest this weekend to eat some pizza and play some video games, have some uh, tenders. Yeah, dude, Nathan, what's up? We were talking the other day, and uh, again, I can't say much until the big announcement, but we've been talking quite a bit back and forth, and uh, I saw well, so that he's Nathan got... Knows. Fine, fine, I didn't know that Nathan knows, Jesus. Well, he's part of the gang now, all of a sudden, yeah. which is great, and um, he's got some new shelves in his shelving house which i saw he puts uh that giant mythic legions gargoyle oh, or troll, troll whatever it is yeah nice troll. and uh a bunch of other things there so he's getting a nice toy room which is uh, really yeah cool. for a guy who's not uh much of a toy guy going back to december of last year tater the toy guy is in full full form now he's he's getting all his shelves he's got his shelfies he feels good he's lighting up his dollies he's putting a light on what makes you know him who he is his soul is being illuminated just like the dollies all behind jenna oh it's good to be back brother we got lots to talk about we've got two pieces of big news should we save one now or save them both for the end what do you what do you think what should we do here i think we should save them let's get a few more viewers and uh then we'll uh just talk some toy crap and then when we got some more viewers near the end we can let her rip or i guess you could see the views so when you think we have enough let her go well given that this wasn't planned and completely unannounced i am not dependent on viewers this is going to be something where i'm sure people are going to catch it on the after show so to speak or or as their leisure we're doing in this middle of the afternoon folks that's you know again we're completely unprofessional and you get to pay the price for it <laughs> but we are here, and you know what? <laughs> that is fine as well. 
Jay, look, you you moved into your your current establishment about a year and a half ago, and I have moved as well. As people might tell from behind me, it is not the same look as what's been on previous episodes. This look will change. I'm using the the cam from my my monitor, my computer monitor. It's not the usual high end HD hurt my eyes brilliance. But I tell you, man, is there anything worse than moving when you're a collector? Holy painful. No. And it's funny, since we've started this podcast, um, <laughs> you've had three different locations, which is crazy. Uh, I've yeah. had two. You've had three, though. But mine mine was moving from the upstairs down to converting this basement into a studio. You've actually moved residents a few times, so you've had it way worse than me just going up and down the flights of stairs. There's nothing worse. Yeah. Um, I love planning where everything is going to go and hang. But the actual physical work of it, I think the worst part, I don't know. You tell me what you think. The worst part for me is packing it up. Oh, my God. I can't stand packing it up. That is my worst part of the whole experience. Oh, it's unpacking for me. Because it's easy to put stuff in a box and organize it and, you know, carefully wrap it or, you know, however you want to control stuff and get extra boxes so nothing is crammed in when you put the lid on. But when you're just staring at a room stacked full of boxes, it's so overwhelming because, yeah. you know, you look at a wall or something and like the wall behind you, for example, all those Star Wars figures, those are not going to fit in one box. And at some point, one box isn't going to be full. So you're not going to have like four full boxes of Star Wars figures. You're going to have some box that only is half full of Star Wars figures. And then there's Brave Star stuff in there. And you're like, where's that box that had the rest of my Star Wars figures with this other stuff? And trying to remember where everything is if you're not taking critical notes down at every step it's just a nightmare so the unpacking is the worst for me hands down yeah and then we were talking briefly in the driveway about um putting the figures on the walls specifically the shelves are not as bad but trying to fit everything so it looks nice and you have all the same boxes all together yeah that's that's a pain i'm looking forward to not doing it again hopefully ever so <laughs> yeah but we both we both know collections grow and change and evolve over time so while we might have walls of figures behind us in a certain way we're either going to get more and we want to put them up together with them or we're going to liquidate and change because there's something cooler out there that we want to you know swap so I, I don't think a collection is ever set in stone i for what we do i just want to make sure i have a really nice backdrop for for the things that we're filming and I've got a couple different angles right now. I, I'm not happy with what I've got, but I like to change things up. And I think it's important to change your collection. Otherwise, it gets stale. You, you, you don't notice things as much. They just disappear. Yeah, I don't mind rotating, but I'm talking about full room changing. I don't, oh. I mean, yeah, I didn't ever dream in my wildest imagination. Did you ever dream that this room, and you know this room very well, that this would be the toy room? I never thought that would ever happen. So quite grateful it's that a, way um yeah that's pretty cool um, i don't know I can tell how you, much yeah sorry go ahead i just could say i don't know how much bigger i could want it so i'm, I'm pretty blessed that way well, there's never enough size whether you're dealing with you know one single bookshelf or an end table or just you know the surface of of a cabinet or an entire house or room or mansion your collection will constantly grow to to match that. So, you know, pick something that's manageable within your budget and figure out how you want that collection to go. That, that's always been our case. And I've gone from 
I just want these figures here, or I just want these figures on a shelf to having a second shelf put up and then, you know, a small room and then going on. But I can tell you this, when I moved, there was an entire 15 foot U-Haul truck with nothing but collectibles in it. And that was the scariest drive that I, that I had during the entire move. It was the easiest thing for me to pack because I was so motivated to get everything in the boxes and over and organized. And yeah. I don't hire, I don't hire movers. I just, you know, sling it out, get it done. But between the shelving and all the figures, stuff that's on display, not on display stuff that's, you know, loose. It, it was an entire 15 foot truck pack ceiling the floor. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of work. It's and taking work, those so. taking those corners, that's oh man, that's pretty scary. I only had uh, four turns that I had to do, so that was pretty good for me from going from my yeah. place to another. So lucky there was a roundabout though, and that was that, that was touch and go for a while. <laughs> uh, Nelson saying he changes up his dials quite a bit. It gives me an excuse to play with his toys. Nelson, of course, is being featured in tonight's episode of the Jan Rob Toy Show TV edition, which everybody can check out on Super Channel Jinx Esports TV Canada. Get a nice tour of Nelson's Diorama Ramas out there with all his dollies. And yes, Dave has told us, Nelson, that you've got a few new additions to the collection and you've been building and doing lots of stuff as well. So uh, Jacqueline saying, what's up, peeps? I'm in the same predicament with collecting just different genres and franchises, how to separate them. I'm struggling with knowing what would look more uh, conducive to my husband and I's game room. Yeah, it's always hard. Again, things changing. You get new pieces. Where does it fit? How does it go? Does it become the center of attention? So things got to move away. It's a tough one. Here's a fun one for you, Jay. Um, I, I came downstairs to discover that my basement toilet has now been completely clogged this morning. Now, I don't know if, if it was just what's happening you know, with my dietary problems or what's going on, or we're living in a pretty old house now, and the plumbing isn't quite good and i thought what is the toy collecting equivalent of a stuck toilet and i just I, I, three or four thoughts went through my head as i'm trying to clog the toilet and yes everybody there is a happy ending to the toilet clog it flushed everything is good i was worried because it's right next to the toy room but what is what is the equivalent you think of a stuck toilet or or plumbing problems when when you think of collecting Oh, that would be you look at one end of a shelf or you look at one end of a table or whatever. And you're just like, why the hell do I have this stuff? Why did I buy it? It's literally clogging up this area of the room. It's clogging up the, the shelf and I need to liquidate it. Um, I think you might be going through some of that soon, but um, I'm, I'm the same. That's that would be my uh, my kind of version of a clogged toilet would be looking at just stuff and being like why the hell did i pick up this eighth he-man figure like i don't need this you know what i mean so interesting uh, interesting because yeah. i was going a different route i was thinking that it's the problem when you keep going to you know you're the same store or you keep you know kind of looking for that figure that you can't even find and you're just stuck and you you can't progress as a collector in any which way and that's when you get tempted to buy stuff that you're not really into. You're just trying to buy something. So you feel like you're making progress. So when you're, when you're stuck mm. and you, you go to a store and there's no new selection, there's nothing there. And the experience of going just isn't the same. That's, that was like a clogged toilet for me. I thought, Oh man, that's good too. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to, to that as well, especially if you're a modern collector, which I think most of us yeah, can't help but to be a modern collector. 
Hmm. Uh, the extreme frustrations of this year alone. Yeah, that's a good uh, analogy for clogged toilet. That's for sure, especially if you like Hasbro, G.I. Joe stuff. Oh, we'll be talking about that soon if you want as well. Nelson's chiming yeah. in with a comment. He says, what's the hardest to display in your guys' opinion? I find the box stuff the hardest display as opposed to the carded, which you can hang on the wall. We were talking about this today as well, Nelson. The the difficulty in, like Jay said, putting the, the cards on the wall, the pegs, and how some box stuff works as well. Jay, what's the hardest for you to display, do you find? Yeah, the carded stuff, the deluxe figures, if I look at stuff like... Uh marvel legends like venom or toxin uh sure. the 80th anniversary iron man thor that stuff um the deluxe black series like grievous anything that's just a bit too thick uh there's usually a tag for it to go on a, on a peg at a store but to do like i have a certain size tack that i use they're all the same and yeah. the last thing I want is all these different colored nails of lengths and that sticking out of the wall. So I won't do that. So if it doesn't match the length of a normal size box, it doesn't go. So I have a couple of shelves with uh, uh, the Keldor Origins 2-pack and, and like uh, Venom and stuff like that. And I find even even go back to your your shot for a sec. Yeah, so you're, to your right shoulder there, your turtles and that. See, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, again, I'm not happy with this. This stuff over here, the Super Seven stuff, yeah, so nicely in these in these shelves because it's it's but I just square. Mean, but that whole shelf there, that I have one that looks just like that. And I was surprised. Yeah, there's literally like eight things on it, and you just kind of think like, what a waste of space because you can't. What else do you do with that stuff? Yeah, right? th this stuff here is like two rungs deep, and they're stacked yeah. back there too. You can't see them, so you get a choice of you know what you want to look at, and it. Not good for me. And same with the, the bottom shelf down here. You got the Club Grayskull stuff, however I do it. And, you know, there's tons of stuff behind it. But from a display, yeah, I was surprised. And good eye on the shelf too, brother. That shelf was in, in this house when I moved in. And the owners are like, oh, no, you, you can totally have it. I'm like, oh, this is a vintage Bartlett shelf. My dollies are going to look extra special on this. Thing. Yeah, I, I do love my wood grain old school, like, uh, cottage look. That's my that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice for sure. Uh, lots to talk about, you know, I, and I agree to the oversized packaging that doesn't fit with everything that's uniform is, is really tough to, to make it stick in vehicles in place. That's how do you put that on the wall, but lots of stuff to talk about in the world of toys. Yeah. We can go path a, which is masters of the universe revelation, which drops in just a few days, or we can talk about Haslab Galactus. And I'm very curious about both subjects. So I will let you choose which topic we hit first. Uh, well, let's start with Galactus, because I figure He-Man will be uh, a more lengthy discussion. Um, Galactus, I saw the trailer. I, I don't know if there's more than one. Um, if they're doing tiered, you know, if they reach a certain tier, you'll get Surfer with it or you get Fire Lord. I mean, I'm hoping they'll do that. It's 400 US, um, which is actually a lot better than I thought. I thought it was going to be much more expensive than that. But what was it like something crazy, like 300 points of articulation or something like 40 in each hand or, um, and the eyes light up, uh, whatever his, uh, crown lights up and that kind of thing. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's 32 inches tall, which is enormous. That's bigger than Omega Supreme. Yeah, yeah. It's bigger than Omega heat. Supreme from war for Cybertron. It's a gorgeous piece. Um, I see Scott's in the chat, retro universe. 
Uh, we were talking about that actually the other day, and it's like, it's great, but where the hell are you going to put that thing? Where are you going to put that, right? Because I was toying with the idea of getting it. Um, it would be my first HasLab kind of thing. And I'm really, really back into uh, comic books the last uh, year and a bit. So I was thinking about it. Um, what yeah, well, are your this, thoughts on it? Well, this is why I'm really curious to hear what you have to say, because you've really jumped headfirst into Marvel Legends specifically. And yeah. you've been collecting a lot of comics as of late. And then along comes HasLab, which is speaking you know, to both of those equal passions of yours. And I thought, okay, I know you passed on the Razorcrest. Uh, you missed on Java Sail Barge. But here's something that's in your sweet spot that isn't overly pricey for what you're getting. You know, it's different than the Sentinel because I know the Sentinel, you know, it doesn't, it's never really been a thing for you. But Galactus has always been, you know, something that you've always enjoyed because of the Surfer connection. And yes, there are stretch goals that will unlock and hopefully Surfer will be one of them. Uh, you know, so I, I've been dying to ask you if you're going to get on board. I have jumped on board right now uh, with it because the size doesn't worry me. I think it's a cool display piece. Every HasLab project has always, you know, gone up in value. So if for some reason, I fall out of love with it. It's going to be easy to find a home for it without question. I mean, Unicron is going for crazy money. The sail barge is going for crazy money. Um, yeah. It's not about the value, but I, I think it's a cool looking piece, right? The scale is never going to be what it should be for something like Galactus. You know, it should be like, you know, 25 feet tall or something like that for your, your six inch figure. But yeah. I think it's a cool piece. I don't need the lights and the sounds or anything like that. That's a little bit of a layer of the icing on the cake. I think the stretch goals are going to be the thing that really convinces people. So are you in or are you out, Bartlon? I am undecided. I am undecided. Yeah. That, that's that's my answer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, there has a, There's been a few HasLab stuff that I really love, like the Jabba's Barge, of course. But um I just I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to see how it goes. Um if they if they put Surfer with him right away, I think I would have been in, which is funny. Uh the Marvel Legends Surfers, there's only a couple of them. They're both uh very expensive. So I think if they had to put him with it, I would have been more enticed to jump on right away. Cause I think he's such an important part of Galactus story. But uh, we're getting we'll see. We're getting some comments here. The B-Man says, stretch goals are going to be tough to reach. I haven't actually looked at what the numbers are going to be for that. I haven't looked since I backed when it was announced. I think, was it last week? Uh, Nelson saying, he just can't get in on that Galactus. It's cool, but it's a pass for me. I was never into the cosmic stuff, and I'm hard into Legends. And see, I can appreciate something like that, to be honest, um, because there's so much Marvel uh, flavors out there in the Marvel universe. The same with DC. There's the cosmic stuff, the, the real street level type stuff. There's the stuff yeah. that's in the middle, the factions. So I can appreciate not having to get everything that's Marvel legends and, and just picking, you know, your flavor and, and going with it. So, you know, uh, I'm sorry to hear that the sail barge was your biggest regret, but, um, make sure that Galactus isn't your next one, Nelson. Even if you're sort of like it and want to go down the cosmic, I think of how cool a cosmic diorama Rama might be in your in your basement, Nelson. Galactus could be the centerpiece of that. Yeah, that that would be actually really sweet. And I think you and I are on the same page. I think we like the city heroes, and then we like the cosmic stuff. It's the in between that I'm not a huge fan of. It just, it feels like it falls between the cracks. It's never cool enough for the in-between stuff to do cosmic level stuff. And they're way above any of the street level, um, you know, 
uh, incidents yeah. that seem to transpire. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk it. We, we, you and I haven't talked really anything at all about Masters <clears throat> of the Universe Revelation. James Z Talk and I talked about it because, of course, we were, you know, really promoting faking filmation. We talked about the first trailer. Since James and I have talked, a second story trailer has come out. But you and I have yet to say much of anything to one another on purpose because of our slogan, save it for camera. Save it for camera. And, and of lawsuit. course, if we ever get to do these shows again, uh, what do you think Masters of the Universe Revelation from the two trailers that you've seen were only days away from the first five episodes dropping? I watched the the first trailer and that's it. I stayed away from everything save for an interview with Mark Hamill that I saw today on uh, Jimmy Fallon. And they just showed like a 10 second clip of Skeletor talking. I, I think it looks fantastic. Um, I was shocked as hell to see the Eternia playset in within the first few frames of the trailer and then i was like oh wow like that's you know people have made comments about kevin smith i don't think it's in any better hands than kevin smith you can tell he loves the series like to put the attorney of playset in there is huge for guys like us who are old school he-man fans i think it looks very much like the 2002 reboot which i loved so much um, I think it looks great. It looks serious. I'm sure there's going to be some jokes here and there, uh, but it looks very serious and it looks like it was made for our generation. Yeah. I mean, it's very toy centric, right? There's always been this talk since it was announced at PowerCon in 2019, that this is a sequel to the filmation cartoon that you grew up in and loved. And, you know, that's not a hundred percent accurate and that's okay. It's, it's more of let's take the Canon and the rules and the world and the characters that you know from the filmation and, you know, fairly the 2002 approach to some of that. Uh, and let's bring that forward for a cool 10 episode, you know, overarching story. But because it's coming from Mattel, they're putting a lot of dependence on all those toys. Look, we've always said, you know, a lot of those cartoon shows from the 80s are basically half hour toy commercials. Well, kids. Here's 10 half-hour toy commercials for everything you remember playing with. You get the Rotun, you get the Landshark, you get the Bashasaur, you, you get Castle Grayskull, of course, you get the Eternia playset, you get Stridor, and all your favorite Masters of the Universe are there, including Tila. Imagine that. One of the Masters of the Universe, Tila, is there. Captain of the Royal Guard. Before we get into all that... Um, oh, what, yeah. Jay? What can't we get into just yet? People pissing all over something that's not even been released yet um <laughs> it reminds me of star wars fans but anyway i've lost track now because i'm so angry at this subject okay let's just get into it i can't remember what i was gonna say now um uh, toy centric maybe yeah like oh yeah i just finished the entire uh 130 or whatever episodes of the original filmation cartoon last summer i watched the whole thing again and I was shocked viewing it again at how much of the toys weren't in it, how many of the later characters weren't in it. Yeah. So this is really a love letter to us again as toy collectors and as He-Man fans um, that we're getting to see all these vehicles that were from the original line and all these characters from the original line that never showed in. I'm not talking about the 2002 where all the characters look kind of different. I'm talking about the original stuff. So I'm excited, man. Um, yeah. If you want to introduce this topic, go ahead. I'm pretty angry about this whole thing. Yeah, before we before we go down that rabbit hole that I know inevitably is going to end with 
the way that all our Star Wars conversations end, and, and that's fine. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I think everybody at Netflix has done an outstanding job. My, you know, bar of approval is like at anything of the level that DC animation has done with their standalone feature films or direct-to-video, you know, Batman, you know, Red Hood or Gotham by Gaslight. All those wonderful features that tell a complete story. Some are way better than others, but, you know, they're just, it's solid work being done by people who believe in the, in the you know, the canon, the core characters and, and want to tell a good story. If we get that across 10 episodes, we are incredibly lucky. We're already incredibly lucky that we're getting this as Masters fans, because as we can tell, it takes 20 years, seemingly, before we ever get Masters of the Universe again. So add 20 years to however old you are now, because that's probably the next time we'll get it. If this stuff doesn't pan out, the two shows on Netflix, possibly the live action movie, these toy lines, it just takes 20 years for the cycle to happen. Let's talk uh, about the problem. Let's talk about that problem, though, because that could be the thing. Or did you want to jump in with something else? Yeah, yeah. Masters of the Universe has always been your baby. Um, Star Wars has always been mine. Um, and in 2001, when the, the adult collecting scene really kind of exploded, um, that was when you and I were talking about uh, our favorite series and, and Transformers was getting another series, Robots in Disguise. He-Man was getting the 2002 one. Mm -hmm. And this is just my opinion. I don't think they've ever really done He-Man wrong. I think the new adventures was kind of a misstep. Um, I love the movie that they did, despite popular opinion, but I think a lot of people are warming up to the Dolph Lundgren movie as of late. Uh, but I think He-Man's always been treated right. And, I, and you're lucky, right? And and I guess I'm lucky too, right? I, I have complete faith in the people that uh, are in control of this IP, especially Kevin Smith. And he's a longtime idol of both you and I. Uh, his work is just incredible. So I'm looking forward to it. But there are some He-Man fans that aren't. Let's talk about that piss pile. How could there... <laughs> first of all, it seems like it's impossible for any fandom whether it's, you know, sports or movies or music, not to have a vocal minority that just want to piss on everything. And of course, when we're talking about Masters of the Universe Revelation, it's, didn't you hear that there's a bait and switch that this is really the Tila show? Should be called Tila in the Masters of the Universe. So yeah, what? So? so what? <laughs> if you watch... 130 <laughs> episodes of Masters of the Universe, the original filmation cartoon. Yeah. She is in almost every one of them. Yeah, and not and only she's, that, she's the main character in like four or five of them. Like she's got like a yeah. very specific story, you know, that is her just story her. about the sorceress is her mother and all that stuff is just as important to me as who He Man's parents are. Yeah, I, I find the core gang of characters, uh, Duncan, Tila, Orko. They're all incredibly interesting, and I want to know all their origins. You get a ton of Orko origins stuff too in that in that show. So, I, I never liked I never liked the fact that it, they, you know whenever they changed the title to He Man and the Masters of the Universe, I always liked it just Masters of the Universe. And He Man was one of the main guys. He would be the guy who would come and save everything in the end, sure. But there's these other heroes that were just as competent. And if I'm not mistaken, Tila was always captain of the guard. She yeah, was always yeah. a man at arms. So I don't understand what everyone's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, and if you look at the 2002 show, they did it in a really interesting way where it was almost man at arms was the leader 
of the masters as they kind of abbreviated when they talked amongst yeah. each other. And He-Man was this new hero that showed up, but He-Man never seemed like he was in charge. It was almost like a, like a hot rod situation where he was guessing, you know, his role within the ranks of all these, clearly he was an, an ally and was powerful and could really turn the tide of any battle. But man at arms was like the tactician, the leader, the strategist. And so everybody kind of looked to him and the 2002 series for the, for the most part. So yeah, I I'm down with the just masters of the universe approach rather than He-Man and the masters of the universe. There's obviously, they want to point it at a certain character and brand it behind that name, but still I'm with you. Tila, certainly captain of the guard, huge role. And I think it's kind of finally, she gets to really carry uh, the arc and, and make a huge impact. And I think that's awesome. Why not? If the story's good, that's all that matters. If the story sucks, then I'll say the story sucks. And it wouldn't have matter if it was Tila, Orko, Ram Man, Stratos, Mechanek. If the story's not good, it doesn't matter. The very first episode of the 2002 reboot, Tila beats the crap out of Prince Adam trying to teach him how to fight. Yeah. I don't understand why everyone has this big problem with, I don't even want to say empowering female characters. Why can't we just say she's a good character? I don't, I don't think that's the problem people have. I think the problem that people have isn't that it's Tila. It, it could be Ram man. I think, I think there are some people that are taking exception with that. It is Tila and Tila happens to be a woman. But I do think it's people are expecting He-Man to lead the way through 10 episodes and He-Man seemingly is going to be gone for a few episodes for whatever reason. It looks like from the trailers, he separates the power sword so that the power is gone and thus He-Man isn't there because he's not imbued with all of it. And much like the toy line in the mini comics with separate swords. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the quest is probably to reunite the halves, a familiar theme we've seen in so many different movies and stories. And Tila's probably the best suited for it. Maybe man at arms dies. Maybe somebody else who's a leader dies and like it falls on Tila, who's probably a reluctant to take anything up with the way things went. You know, maybe, maybe it just makes more sense that it's her, but we'll find out in a few days. And until then, don't complain about it. Cause you haven't seen it. Wait until you watch it. And then if you want to tear it apart, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really shocked to see this kind of, outrage from people oh, on, on a no. let me finish on a tv show that hasn't been released yet i mean at least with star wars for the most part people waited till the film was out they pick things apart here and there with the trailer but they were all well received like with he-man it's like and then they're looking up tweets from kevin smith from like four years yeah. ago when he said he wasn't a big he-man fan it's like so what? don't go back to my facebook 10 years ago and see the dumb shit that i said too or the yeah. opinions that the opinions that i might have had that have changed over the years you're not it's allowed ridiculous to it's you are ridiculous. not allowed to change and yeah i mean there's i mean there's an episode of comic book man where he said you know he-man was a little bit past my time i never got into it it always yeah. seemed a little bit goofy to me i think it was an episode when somebody brought some model sheets and some cells in and, you know, I remembered that instantly when he was announced as a showrunner on the show. I thought, oh, that's interesting because he wasn't really there. But then I thought, you know what? He's a writer. Uh, he's into pop culture. He loves his Star Wars. And there's a lot of Star Wars elements in Masters of the Universe. And you know, what? this is probably a good fit because he's a professional creator and storyteller. Who else better to give the reins to than somebody who does this? He's written on, you know, Batman and Daredevil and so many other things, yeah. stuff that he didn't create but left his print on. So I, I think he's a, as good of a choice as anybody, you know, quite frankly. So 
I that. agree. And, and you could tell that the cast that he chose, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's I'll a, just it's leave a it cool cast. Yeah. Um, we talked about moving and I mentioned that the house that I'm in now is a little bit older. And Jay, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, but in my new neighborhood, the house I'm in was probably built around 1960 or so. And so the entire neighborhood is like the same age. Uh, the neighborhood you're in is about 10 years newer. So the it was 1970s or so. I, I went on a family walk today and I've walked around the neighborhood a couple of times. And all I can look at when I see the houses, man, is thinking, I bet there was He-Man and G.I. Joe and Transformers in all of these houses at Christmas time at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, it's all I think about when I look at these, these older yeah. style homes of, of a certain era, of a certain layout. I just think, oh, man, somebody underneath that Christmas tree must have opened and seen Castle Grayskull uh, underneath it because... They would have been around for 20 years at that point. If somebody moved in and just started a family in the late 60s by the mid 80s, like, oh, all our favorite toys could have been in any of these houses, you know, in these areas. And I just, it warms me to think that because the place I was in before I moved here was like all new and like, you know, like only like four or five years old. And it didn't have the character and the charm that both of our neighborhoods have. They're almost like soulless, right? I mean, those, those new oh. houses are, are fantastic, but yeah, there's just something missing from them. Um, and, charm. and you know what like it, it appears that uh future generations are still going to have those same toys because um we they just keep manufacturing the same stuff over again and we just keep eating it up right and i'm not complaining yeah. about it i think it's great so do you want to get to a little bit of an action figure spotlight my friend do you have anything oh yeah for this unannounced episode that we've kind of uh launched you know impromptively i got a ton of stuff i chose one that uh do you want me to go or do you want to go or oh, you can go first go ahead yeah i chose one that i just did a youtube video on uh last week um so war for cybertron i love that line uh kingdom i don't know why he's under the kingdom line i guess we'll find out but he's already unboxed because i shot him this is galvatron oh um, wicked there yeah, he's humongous. He towers over Optimus Prime. He towers over Megatron. And they're all to scale with each other. Even the 86 line. Oh, there we go. Oh, the Matrix is moving. They're all to scale. Um, you and I have both wanted this figure. He's like absolutely screen accurate. Um, the only confusing thing, and I'm not complaining, is I always thought he should have been under the 86 line. He comes with the Matrix with the chain. Yeah. Which, unless they do that in kingdom which i really hope they don't copy that story but then again i guess you have to have hot rod and hot rod is not shown up yet so um but that galvatron figure is crazy he's very expensive he's a leader class which means just the size yeah um but he's freaking awesome uh him and hot rod man they're gonna be in, in my top 10 of the year for sure those two figures are crazy well jay there's a lot of year left so let's just wait yeah. and see what comes out. Let's just say that. Um, nope. My figure is something that is new as well. I am actually getting new mail already at my new place, which is surprising. So let me just go full screen here. And that is the NECA Turtle 2-pack Rat King and Vernon. So you guys can take a look at that. It's like every other NECA cartoon turtle variation here. There's tons of accessories from the Channel 6 camera for Vern, which is... You know, you don't have to include stuff like that. You also get, um, I'll see if you can show it here. You get an alternate head for him right there too. 
the little rat oh, that's face when he head turns there. into the yeah yeah, right, yeah and then yeah, rat yeah, king yeah. kind of takes over control you get all the little rats in here as well you get all the gas grenades but rat king man has is, is always been a, a character that you and i love he's just a really yeah. cool villain not necessarily the main one but oh just he's just so fantastic of course packaging is big and bulky as you mentioned behind me there and just takes up so much space tons of accessories which i never need i don't need 15 hands for all of these guys but um i remember when i saw this announced i think it was last summer as soon as i saw rat king i'm like oh man just when i thought i was done with that line they come up with this so totally cool yeah i hope everybody that wanted to get you know get them had a chance to get them with neca this was one of the two packs that they released on their website uh which is why i was able to get it and i think i have an extra one coming as well because rule of two with that one because rat king looks awesome so yeah that's pretty cool um i drew the line although i might i might have a lead on one uh we'll have to see i that rat king figure is damn cool though yeah so the line keeps extending it's like i just want the original season one stuff and then it leaks into two and it's leaking into three it's like ah. i had to get the frogs i've always said the frogs are going to be the last thing i want i don't know why i like the frogs and they just put the frog tupac Genghis, and rasputin i believe on on the neca site internationally so i thought okay as soon as i get the other two frogs to go with it then i'm done attila and rasputin i think i don't know can't remember i don't know their names yeah 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 um and then once i get them i'm done but then i just saw they released the channel six four pack so you get vernon again uh, with some uh, alternate kind of looks to him, you get Irma, Burn, and Cat, oh, cool. and Cat yeah. April. So she's got the cat head, and you get you know cameras and other stuff in the background and a diorama to, to put them up against. That's like two hundred bucks though for those four figures. For, that, that's damn cool though. It's well, cool, it, but is it necessary? Is it one of, one of the shelf worthy? Is, is it shelf worthy? One of the grails I'm looking for from the Playmates line. And I only want it simply because it's rare is the channel six van. Uh, oh yeah. I really yeah. want to find it's that a, out there. So repaint everything on it is, is basically, yeah, repaint, it's, it's, but it's cool. It's the same as the turtles van. It's blue. as it's channel six, but I, I want it just cause it's so rare. Right. So yeah, I, I, it's funny. Cause I have an eBay search saved for that. So every day I get every little accessory that comes up on eBay, I get an email about it. And this is like, I can't do it. And then I, when they put I, like the, the April up, cause she's in the dark green uniform can't do it yeah i have that for fortress of fangs right there because i'm missing three pieces to it so every little fortress of fangs thing that pops up i get a notification for it nice nice so (laughs) that'll do it for another episode of the jane rob toy show but we should probably get to that big news the big big news for the big heroes that we've been teasing about oh yeah them Put them up. We'll put up the big news, guys. Um, there's two pieces of big news, which is really nice. And we're going to put it out there because we need your help. You've probably seen in the last two weeks or so, both myself and Jay and some of our associates making posts about, hey, do you know any cool toy stores? Hey, do you know any toy collections out there? Anybody that wants to be interviewed for some of the upcoming stuff that we've got? And that's because we officially have some upcoming stuff that we're really looking forward to. Right now, of course, the Jane Rob Toy Show TV edition is halfway through season one on uh, Jinxy Sports TV Canada, which is awesome. Those guys have been outstanding partners from everything I've been able to create from Nintendo Quest to video game box art, action figure adventure season one, of course, and now the Jane Rob Toy Show. Uh, 
And even though we're only midway through season one of the Jay and Rob Toy Show, they have asked us to create a second season of the Jay and Rob Toy Show for another 10 episodes. What? Uh, yep. That for us to deliver late this year. Um, scheduling for broadcast hasn't been determined yet, but it'll probably be late this year, maybe early next year, depending on how things shift with their other programming. So uh, we start filming season two of the Jay and Rob Toy Show tomorrow. So when Jay talked about being in the driveway, I dropped off some camera gear and we've got 10 awesome topics. If we can do more of these lives impromptu, even if they're shorter than our hour and a bit discussions, we will try to keep you up to speed with everything. So Jay, what do you think about that, man? That we got a, a season two yeah. renewal. Yeah, I mean, having two TV shows, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I never thought, uh, never dreamed that that would happen, um, but it's just been an amazing journey. And then when you called me and told me about uh, they want a season two, it was just like, wow, like that's crazy. And only after like half the season one has, has showed too. So, um, I don't know. I, I like, I like, I don't want to say I like watching us, but like when I was watching the episodes <laughs> myself, the finished ones you sent me, I really <laughs> forgot quickly. It was on my phone, right? And I really forgot quickly. It was you and I. So I'm doing something. I would put it down and I would just listen to these two guys who love toys. And it was really, really cool, man. So uh, I, I'm super happy to be able to, to continue to do more. Yeah, and they're fun to do without like it being too heavy or weighty. And there's a lot of play that we can have and a lot of topics we can explore and a lot of different figures we can showcase. Anybody that's watched it, um, you know, has only said nice things. And it's it's a different beast than some of the other stuff that we've created because it's not so, you know, what's going to happen next. It's we get to talk about stuff and research stuff and showcase stuff, which is always so much fun. So uh, season two of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. It's it's coming. We start production ASAP. But wait, there is more. Jay, what, you do, mentioned, what do you mean? What do you there, mean? Well, there's more. There's just there's simply more to talk about. Uh, you mentioned that we have two TV shows and Action Figure Adventure being the other one. You know, they ordered 10 episodes when when we brought them the concept. They said, yeah, we're, we're in for 10 episodes. It was before the the, the series was done. And so we had about a year to turn those around. We had shot all of it at that point. And Action Figure Adventure had done really well on their on their channel. And then COVID hit. It was like, okay, how are we going to ever do anything like this ever again? Which is how the Jane Rob Toy Show, the TV version of what we do here, was born. Um, but then this marvelous uh, opportunity hit the world with these vaccines. And people have been getting vaccinated. Uh, travel restrictions have been easing up. And toy stores have been opening again. So. With that and with some patience and with some clever um, strategies, we are going forward uh, with Action Figure Adventure Season 2. Now, we think it'll come out in 2022. We have a, uh, a delivery date for Super Channel for basically mid to late next year. Again, I'm not sure when it's going to quite broadcast. Probably um, in the December time slot, I, I would guess, mm -hmm. given where Season 1 ended, uh, ended up showcasing so season two of action figure adventure production commencing soon as well and the nice thing that i like from the producer standpoint director is that there's so much overlap and even faking filmation so when we go to someone's place and 
we can follow all the the guidelines, uh, PPE and and distancing and taking breaks and shooting outside where possible. We can cover action figure adventure season two, Jay and Rob toy show season two, and faking filmation, which is it's it's awesome that things are are lining up and stacking that way. So Jay, yeah. action figure adventure season two, brother. Go big or go home. Yeah, I have chosen to go big because I don't want to go home. I want to go big. Um, I'm not going to give any details. I'll leave that up to you. Uh, but it's safe to say that uh, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. And I've got a lot of crazy ideas I've been kind of drumming up since we started writing it, talking about ideas for it. Um, I'm so excited. It's my favorite thing to do is to get in the, the van with you and the crew and go hunt for stuff and just have a blast. And I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be cool to get out there. Uh, some, you know, calculated dis discussions about how we do that and where we go and what we capture and how we capture, but it, it is going to be bigger than what we did for season one. It has to be. Um, and I'm excited to see what comes of it as a result. So um, we're looking to get all this stuff in the can really soon so we can toil away in, in post-production and get it out to all you wonderful supporters out there. So thank you so much for all the support you give us, especially when we don't announce when we're doing episodes like today. Uh, you guys are all still there watching, sharing, spreading the word. That is that is huge support for us. And for, of course, watching our shows on Jinx Esports TV Canada and Jinx around the world and wherever you find our content you allow us to do what we do so thank you so very much uh it's huge it's everything any last words jay where can people find you if they want to reach out or watch some of the content that you've done well right now i'm going pretty heavy on youtube while we're in between shows so my youtube channel is jay bartlett i'm i'm catching up rapidly on jay bartlett the exorcist i'm actually only a couple hundred subs away from him so he's going down as i predicted <laughs> hmm. i'm sure he's a lovely guy i'm just talking crap uh so youtube guys uh facebook of course reach out i always get back to as many of you as i can as quick as i can i do appreciate us talking toys online and uh yeah super excited to get back out on the road and thank you all for the support um of all our shows our films and our youtube stuff thank you and you can find me at all the usual spots, mainly Twitter and Instagram at Rob McZob or at Action Figure Adventure on Instagram and at the Jane Rob Toy Show on Instagram as well. Reach out. We like to get back. We cross share a lot of posts, so you'll see some of the same stuff on each side. But hey, that's what we're there for to let you know what's going on when it's going on. Jay, we end every episode with the same kind of stick and spiel, and I still like it. I don't want to change it. So here we go. For the, for can, the love of toys yeah. and the warmth of scarves, take care of yourself. And each other. Because playtime, Jay. Is always the best friggin' time, obviously. Gosh. And we got lots of playtime coming up. So thank you all. We will talk soon. Cheers. Mm -hmm.